how you deal with the dragons of your life this week. When you're on the edge of the dying board and you're afraid to die, think about these three gifts from God. The first gift is power. In the original, the word is dynamis. We get the English word dynamite from it. Now we may think of dynamite as being explosives, the power to explode something and destroy it. But we really miss the meaning of dunamis here if we take that kind of understanding. Because dunamis is different. Dunamis takes us where we are and brings us to where God sees we can be. It's like saying Hosanna
And it was a doomless moment for me. It was as though God in that moment said, all right, you're here, but by my grace, you'll get here. And I truly believe that I'm in the place I am now because of that doomless moment with my mom. Now, my question to you this morning is this. Have you had a doomless moment? Or do you need one? God has not given us a spirit of timidity. We don't need to be afraid of the dying God has given us the power by the Spirit to do what He needs us to do. And we can take a leap off of that board into the water. We can slay the dragon on the back of our lives. God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of Now, there's a second gift that God gives. Paul talks to Timothy about the gift of love. The gift of love. She woke up from surgery in the hospital bed, and the first thing she asked for was a mirror. She took it, she looked at her face. She smiled, her mouth went up this way with this thing down. She had to have a tumor removed from the side of her face, you see, and the doctor said, now in the surgery, you may cut some nerves, and you may lose your ability to smile or move this side of your face. Will I always be like this?
place that we don't want to be stretched, but we find that when love is there, it fits. Amazingly, mysteriously, beyond all measure, it fits. The kiss is given. Love overcomes. There's one final gift. The gift of power. The gift of love. And the last one that Paul mentions to Timothy gift of self-discipline or self-control. I have been fascinated lately with the aviation of World War One pilots. It was in 1909 that flight, just a little bit, was discovered by the Wright brothers, but by 1914 they had begun to use airplanes in war. At first, they'd fly over and do reconnaissance and they'd see an enemy plane and wave and then they would do obscene gestures to those pilots and in one <laughs> case they even threw a shooting pad. Then it came guns and it became very different. Now I want you to put yourself in the mindset of a World War One. We're going to build the airplane. We're going to build it out of plywood. We're going to take wood and stretch it out in the frame of a wing. We're going to take cloth and we're going to put it on that frame. And we're going to dope it up so that it stretches. We're going to try to put wheels on it. Sometimes it works, sometimes it didn't. We'll take wire and try to make it as taut as possible. And then we're going to put at the front of that uh, secure plane, would you say, a motor that will go 200 miles an hour. We're going to put a pilot in there that has been trained with a book and maybe in some cases has flown one hour. And we're going to put machine guns on the front of it, and we're going to send that pilot up to do battle. Any volunteers? I thought, huh? What a drag. What a drag. Cecil Lewis wrote a book about it that he entitled Sagittarius Rising. And in that book, he talked about the war, about the fear about the losses. You know what the average lifespan of a pilot of World War One was? Two weeks. Two weeks. Cecil, in writing that book, said this. Listen carefully, because you may need it this week when you get in your airplane. We had to win victory over ourselves long before we had any over the enemy. Now repeat that. We had to win victories over ourselves long before we won any over the enemy. God has given us a gift. We 
think self-control comes from self, but isn't it interesting that self-control is a gift of what? The Spirit. God in you enables you to have self-discipline and self-control. You don't go it alone. You go it What part of your life this week will you need the Spirit's gift of self-control so that you win the war here and here before you face it here? God is with you and you can win, but you do it with Eugene Peterson, I shared this story with our brothers and sisters a couple of weeks ago at Charter. Eugene Peterson tells the story about going to a lake one time, sitting in his car, looking over and seeing a tree with a branch that extended out over the lake, and a mama swallow with three baby swallows were at the end of that branch. Those baby swallows, the mama decided, had grown up and it was time to leave home. It was time for them to fly. And so, Peterson said he watched as mama began to move all three babies to the very tip of the limb and began to push and push and push some more until the first baby on the very end of the limb, had it let go. And what it did, fearful as it was, it did this. Out went the wings, and then it began to fly. And then it began to fly. Because that's how God made it to fly. Not to stay on the edge of the limb all of its life. But to fly. One day on two to go, Mama began to push some more until the second bird came off the end of the edge, edge of the limb, put out its wings, began to fly. Two down, one to go. You know, there's always one in every family. This baby didn't want to leave. It fought as mama pushed. And then Peterson laughingly said, at the end when it would barely be able to hold on anymore, it flipped upside down. Hanging from the limb, upside down. Not going to fly, mom. Not going to do it. And Peterson writes that he watched as amazingly, sometimes mamas have to do this, mama began to peck at the feet of the bird. Over and over and over. Hear this now. This will preach. Right, Mark? This will preach. Until the pain of holding on was worse. The fear of letting go. Amen. 
Use the gifts, church. 